All right, welcome to episode 11 of Tice Talks. We're talking about preparing for prayer today. It's just me and Dr. Tice this time. There's nobody else here. It's kind of lonely. Yeah, well, the whole bit. family's gone, but you're like yeah. family. Oh, thank you. It's, I mean, so just, I'm so glad that God brought you out here and that uh, we have uh, you as part of our family. Oh, I get to be an honorary Tice. That's great. At least for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you guys have. You have really welcomed me, and I, I love being here. Well, you're from and Pennsylvania, and that's, I, where, that's, yes. where, that's where everything started. And from the home country. That's right. My mother came from Pennsylvania. That's right. My dad met my mother in Pennsylvania, uh-huh. even though he was from Lebanon. And All good things. And my wife Come grew from. up 80 <laughs> miles away from where... And then we even actually met you in Pennsylvania together. You did. You did. So, so uh, it's a we good to, place. We went to Sight and Sound together. Yeah, it's a wonderful place. Yes. I think they're doing, what are they doing now? I Esther? I ju- yeah, I think Esther's Esther. coming up. I have not seen Esther yet. No. Maybe we'll go see it sometime if we're ever in Pennsylvania at the same time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but we're preparing, we're talking about preparations for prayer. And you have have an incredible resource up on your website and on our, our church website at experienceliberty.com. People can just go and they can click on the prayer journal, find a prayer guide there. And basically for today's podcast, you're just going to kind of talk us through what people can go and get in the prayer guide. Yes. But a more extension, like if you get the prayer guide, it's just bullet points. Yes. But we're going to hear all about this today, how yeah. it works. Yes. Because so you actually do these things yes, this every is, day. This is something that I do every day. I, uh, we prepared this uh, for to, to to given out because people ask me a lot about how I pray, what we do to prayer, for to pray. Uh, I um, years ago read a book by John R. Rice called "Prayer Asking and Receiving." It is a classic book. You can get it from Sword of the Lord Publications. I, I think they still print it. It is a wonderful book on prayer. Uh, Ever when I, when I first committed my life to Christ. I wanted to know how to pray. In fact, I, I listened to a Pentecostal preacher named David Wilkerson, and he was from Pennsylvania as well. He was. Incredible story. Great <laughs> so, guy. So I went to, I, I, I heard, I read his book called The Cross and a Switchblade, and he talked in the first chapter about asking God do something, and God answered his prayer. And I thought, wow, right. I want to learn how to pray. So I, I, I loved his testimony. I went to the uh, Christian bookstore, and I found a very thin book. It was my kind of book. It was by R.A. <laughs> Toria. It was thin. It was had wide margins and big print, and it was called uh, How to Pray by R.A. Toria. I took that home, and I read it, and I thought, I'm going to start praying like this. But then later again, I got the book by, um, by uh, John R. Rice called Prayer Asking and Receiving. I learned a lot about prayer. I learned this, that prayer is asking. Yeah. Uh, it's not worship. It's not a thanking. It's not adoration. It's asking. The word prayer actually means to ask. So when you come to Luke chapter 11, which this prayer book is based on, if you come to Luke chapter 11, Jesus, the disciples come to Jesus and the disciples say to Jesus, teach us to pray uh, as John taught his disciples to pray. And from Luke chapter 11, verse 1, all the way through verse 13, you get Jesus' concise teaching mm-hmm. on how to pray and what to pray about. Definitely. So we're going to talk about that probably in the next uh, podcast. But today, I just want to talk about preparing for prayer. Right. So we're not going to talk about what to pray. 
No. Or prayer list necessarily. We're going to get there, just not in today's podcast. That's right. We're talking about getting, <laughs> getting to that point. Getting our hearts ready. Getting for our hearts prayer. ready. Okay. All right. Because the Bible tells us we can ask Him for anything. We can we can uh, come to Him uh, at any time. Be instant in prayer, in season and out of season. We 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 need to have that relationship with God. But there should be a time set every day in our lives when we pray, when we take time to pray. And uh, how do you prepare yourself for that time of prayer? Sure. Uh, do you just start asking God or what do you do? I want to share with you five things today that I do every single day uh, while I'm preparing for prayer. And you're talking about your specific prayer time. And, and I think you're going to talk about that too. You're not talking about like... When, when you sit down with your kids and you're going to pray before lunch or dinner, or if your kid comes up to you, we're going to talk about this in a, in a few podcasts from now, if, you're, if your kid gets hurt and they come up to you and you pray with them right then, or pray just throughout the day if somebody has a need. You're not talking about specifically those times. You're talking, this is your dedicated prayer time, Yes. and this is how you prepare for it. It's not, you're not, what you're, I'm trying to clarify just for our listening audience that you're not saying, okay, you need to have these 20 minutes of preparation time before if your kid comes up to you with a stubbed toe, you say, okay, now we're going to do this, we're going to do this, and then we'll pray for your toe. That's exactly right. Now we're talking about a time dedicated. In fact, when, what, a couple of things from Luke chapter 11 yeah. that I'll just mention right now. The Bible tells us that, that Jesus was in a certain place, mm-hmm. and the Bible says they came to him. I believe that there should be in every Christian's life a place set aside that you know that's where I'm going to go. Now, I travel, uh, and I'll, I'll preach at different places. When I go into a motel room or a house that somebody's going to let us use or whatever the situation is, when I go in there, one of the very first things I do is I look for where I'm going to pray the next morning because my prayer time is in the morning. But I want to make sure I have a place to pray. If you don't have a place you're going to go to, then you probably won't pray. Sometimes sure. it's me getting up, going out to my car, and I'm going to be in my car. Mm-hmm. Number two second thing is there needs to be a when. Uh, the Bible says, uh, when Jesus said, when you pray, there's got to be a when in your life. For me, it's, it's in the morning, normally somewhere between five and six o'clock in the morning. Uh, but when I first get up, it's going to be a time where I'm set that I've set that I'm going to pray. So you need to have a where you need to have a when. And, um, uh, when you have those things set, then you need to pray. So, yeah, we're not talking about the, the instant prayer, the prayer. The prayer um, we're always praying. We're talking about that time, that when, that place. This is what uh, I'm going to do when I'm there. So go ahead. So let's start with the place. So you, you said something that I think is very crucial there in, in passing, and that was that when you travel, you determine a place. So you're place of prayer doesn't have to be the same place every day depending on your circumstances changing and it doesn't necessarily have to be <laughs> it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a big hyper spiritual place either no so well, like for me um, the bathroom it's the only place that has a door where my dogs will actually leave me alone and my bathroom is quite large so it works out well <laughs> yeah. for me but you know so and I know there's a lot of moms that'll do that yeah, or go I've into heard- a closet but there, but just having a place, and then as you travel, I think that's really key that you hit on that, that the place, as long as you know where that place is going to be, but just determining that place ahead of time. Sometimes it is a bathroom in a hotel room. My wife, my wife is very, very clean and keeps me healthy. 
and um, and she will come. She will go into a uh, hotel room <laughs> and she will take these Clorox pads and make sure yes. that it's all clean because she doesn't want to touch That's me good. after I've been praying uh, uh, in a, in the bathroom. So uh, so yeah, that you, you have to find you have to have, find a place. If 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 I'm in my home any morning, my wife will know where to find me sure. between five o'clock and seven o'clock. She will come into my office. That's my closet, my prayer closet. Jesus said, go into the closet, shut the door, and pray. So th- my wife would know where I'm, where I'm, uh, where I'm going to be. But if we leave, then she'll ask me in the morning, where are you going to go? Hmm. Or, she'll, or there's, if it's a hotel room that's big enough to where there's a side where I can be by myself, then she knows that I'm going to find sure. that place. Yeah. But I think it's important that we have a place in our mind uh, wherever we're going to go that, that's a place that's set aside. Yeah. That's that's it's probably a good thing for husbands too. If you're going, if you're traveling someplace and you're gonna go pray in the morning, which you should, make sure your wife knows. Don't just leave yeah. and be gone for an hour. That's exactly and leave right. Leave her in panic. So you you set a place and then you have a time. Yes. You play, You just told us you pray in the mornings. Yes, uh, and and not every per, every person's a morning person. Now I prayed specifically that I would learn to be a morning person mm. because when I was in college, I wasn't. I went to a friend of mine and said to him, um, I said, to, he, he said, well, you need it. He said, it actually, he was a professor. His name was Dan Mitchell. And Dan said, if you're going to succeed at anything, you have to get up early. And I thought, man, I'm not an mm. early riser. He, and he, he said, you can get up early if you want to get up early. Go to bed tonight and say, God, get me up at 5 o'clock, and he'll wake you up tomorrow morning. And I thought, that's, that's not going to work for me. Uh-huh. And I went home that night. I'm in a dorm full with, filled with guys. And I said, God, wake me up at 5 o'clock tomorrow morning. Wow. And I woke up at 5 o'clock. <laughs> I was shocked. I woke up at 5 o'clock. And uh, I, t- I tell people all the time. I turned over. And I looked and said, "Wow, it works!" And turned it off. Uh, turned off the, or, went, or back to sleep. went back to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't turn off anything. I was going to say I turned off the alarm. There was no alarm. I just woke up at five o'clock and I thought, "Wow, it works." Went back to sleep till six. Uh, but uh, I've learned to do that. And my wife, my wife always says she's going to get Dan Mitchell for doing that to me. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but I, but so I am an early person. I get up and and pray. But some people are very good praying at night. My mm-hmm. wife prays at night. And now that the kids are gone, sometimes she'll find some time in the afternoon to pray, but she has that time set as well. Yeah. My problem is if I pray at night, I fall asleep. Yeah. It's just, it's, I'm a morning person. I'm not a night person. And I'll still pray at night, but yeah. without fail, I'll fall asleep. I fall asleep praying it's gonna every happen. night. It's going to happen. So I tell so, people, that's a good way to fall asleep. It is a great way to fall asleep. Yeah. It works every time. <laughs> So you've got a place, you've got your time. Yes. Now what happens? Okay. Now, with that, I, again, prayer is asking, and Jesus goes right into asking. But I want to share what I do. So, number one, we need to worship the Lord. Um, I, now, I do this every morning. I get down on my knees. Actually, I lay down uh, and uh, and bow before him. The Bible says in Psalm uh, 95, 6, O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. The word worship in the Bible does not mean to praise. It does not mean um, to shout to the Lord. The word worship, very simply, has nothing to do with music. It very simply means to bow down. The, um, the uh, wise men, 
that came to see Jesus came and bowed down and worshiped him. Sure. In Nehemiah's day, they bowed down to worship the Lord. The, the idea of worship is bowing down. Now, bowing down is a act of humiliation. It's humbling ourselves before God. It's putting our face to the ground. And I say to the Lord almost every day, I say, Lord, uh, you are the master and I am your servant and I am here to do what you want me to do. And I, I, I like to put my face to the ground because it says I recognize I'm nothing but dirt and you are the one that's in control of everything. So I bow down before him. I, or I kneel or I, I'll lay down, put my face to the ground just to tell him how holy and wonderful and good he is. And then I stay there. Uh, I, like I said, I lay out, I, I prostrate, uh, prostrate myself mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and um, lay down and uh, just pray to him that way. Uh, so the very first thing we ought to do is we ought to worship him every day. And I would encourage you, if you can, if physically you can bow down before the Lord, then do it. And of course, if you can't, you can't. Uh, there are other times I'll, I'll bow, I'll lay over a chair, or, uh, but I just want to have that worship. There are, there are millions of Muslims every day who bow down before a false, sure. demonic yeah. uh, God and and call unto him and they honor him in doing that i really Mm -hmm. believe that we need to and i think it really affects the spiritual realm when we bow before our god and he tells us to do that so number one bow down before him and worship him number two the bible says in psalm chapter 100 and verse 4 it says enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise be thankful unto him and bless his name. The idea there is very simply, when you go before God, you ought to go before him with a thankful heart. Uh, in America today, we gripe about everything that yeah. we don't have instead of being thankful for what we do have. It's amazing how many people I've heard say, I don't even know what to thank God for. I'm just like, well, just just open your eyes then. If you're praying and you're like, I don't even know what to thank God for this is not hard. <laughs> this is an easy question. I love the, the quote of, you know, if, if tomorrow all that you were left with was what you thanked God for today, what would you thank him for? Wow. That's and, a great you quote. know, and, and so a lot of people will say, well, my family, my health and those great starting place, but it's so far beyond that, especially if you live in this country. I mean, you have running water that is cleaned, hot and cold, and you don't have to do any work for that. You just turn the faucet, electricity, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable the amount of things that we have that we can thank God for. I think that this is the, the easiest part, if you, if you want to say easy, <laughs> of preparing for prayer because there's so many things to thank God for. Just take a deep breath. If yeah. you can take a deep breath, and then go in. And if you can't thank God for a deep breath, then go into an emphysema ward at a hospital sure. and watch people just wishing they could breathe. My wife says that when you have asthma, it's like trying to breathe through a straw. Mm. If you can take a deep breath, you have something to be thankful for. Just the fact that you're kneeling on carpet or tile and not a dirt floor yeah. is something to thank God for. Yeah. I don't have a hard time at all figuring out what to thank no. him for. I, it's, it's what to stop thanking yes. him for. He has given <laughs> us so much. And in America, like you said, we have 
just the fact that we have the freedom mm-hmm. to argue about who's going to be the next president sure. and uh, who is a great president and who's not a great president or who is the good councilman. The fact that you can run for councilman, the run, fact mm-hmm. that you can run for president or dog catcher, uh, whatever you want to do, you have that freedom and we need to thank God for it because if we don't thank him, then we, he might just take it away so that we'll learn to be thankful. Yeah. And, um, so I, so the very first thing we need to do is bow before him. Number two, we need to thank him while we're down there. Just thank him for all the good things that he's given to us. But then it goes on to say in Proverbs 106, it says, Praise ye the Lord. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endureth forever. Praise him. So this one can be kind of confusing. I think people get thanking and praising mixed up because they seem similar. What is the difference okay, between the difference. thanking and praising? The difference is in thanking God is I'm saying thank you for the good things you've given me. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for my children. Thank you for my friends. Thank you for uh, the possessions you've given to me. Thank you for salvation. We're go- we get to go to heaven. Thank you for allowing me to be in this country. Praising God is telling him how wonderful he is. Um, pr- uh, when I see somebody uh, and I go, I go to them and say, hey, wow. You're really looking great, man. Oh, look at you. Look what you just did. You you helped those kids. If I wanted to talk about you, I'd say, man, look at the kids that you're ministering to. Look at the, the, the lives that have been changed. How many people have you seen saved in Bible Club? Uh, I think we're close to 250 children now. 250 yeah. children. So for me to praise you is to say, you have done an amazing job. You have led that ministry. You have developed that. And normally when people start telling us all the good things we do, we get a little, we sort of back off and say, okay, talk about somebody else right now. Yes. Uh, but that's not the way it is with God. God, sure. the Bible says God inhabits the praise of his people. Mm. When we praise God, we're not thanking him. We're just telling him how wonderful he is. To bless God means to tell, to tell other people how great he is so that's Mm. blessing god to to praise him is telling him you are wonderful every day Uh, now i'm not very eloquent with words so i i i learned a long time ago that um though i can't come in up up with wonderful words to talk about how great jesus is there's great songwriters who have written great sure. songs about yeah. how wonderful he is so i sing you to just him steal those yeah so i just sing the songs <laughs> to him every morning i sing yeah. um uh, your name is wonderful i like mm. i sing this to him almost every day your name is wonderful your name is wonderful i won't sing it on the podcast because i want people to keep listening yes, your name good. is wonderful jesus my lord you're the great shepherd the rock of all ages almighty god are you I bow down before you. I love you and adore you. Your name is wonderful. Those are songs. There's all sorts of songs. And I'm telling you, some of the contemporary songs mm-hmm. are amazing. Uh, there's one about 10,000. 10,000 reasons. Yeah. Bless the Lord. Yeah. yeah. What a wonderful song to tell him how wonderful he yeah. is. And uh, uh, so there's a lot of choruses that you can yeah. sing to him or you can open the songs. That's what I was just going to say. If you think, well, you're like, well, I don't know the lyrics if I don't see them on the screen. A lot of these songs are just straight out of scripture. Most of them out of Psalms, yeah. as you said, David, just over and over again, praising God for just a myriad of different things. And reading those to him uh, mm-hmm. is, is amazing. I am. Um, uh, years ago, when I was in Bible college, um, somebody, there was a guy named Peter Lord. He pastored a church in Titusville, Florida. 
and uh, Peter Lord put together a prayer diary called the 2959, which stood for 29 minutes and 59 seconds with God. And it was from that prayer diary that I developed our prayer diary. In fact, the diagram that you'll find in our prayer diary that's online is, uh, is from him. And uh, it is just, uh, it changed my life. I learned how to um, praise God. In that diary, he had page after page after page after page of the Psalms and Proverbs that were just Psalms that praised God. And so I would read those to the Lord. So uh, singing to him, reading psalms to him, but telling him how wonderful he is, that is praising God. And I've noticed we haven't asked anything yet. No, we're we still haven't. preparing. This was just preparing for prayer. And, and we're not we're, done yet. Yeah, we're, talking, we're, we're taking some time to talk about these things individually to explain them. But this, is, this takes a matter of less than five minutes. Sure, sure. Okay. So next up would be confession. Confession of sin. Um, this is the one we don't like to talk about because we don't sin. That's exactly <laughs> That's right. We're, we're Bible-believing we're, Christians that's here. That's right. So, uh, and uh, the Bible says this in Proverbs 28, 13. It says, He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaken them, forsaketh them shall have mercy. That is the, the, the key. That's the crux. Sure. Uh, if I'm unwilling to confess, and the word confess means to uh, agree with God. So if mm-hmm. I'm not willing to agree with God that my sin is sin, then right. I'm, God's not going to be hearing me because what I'm doing is calling him a liar, sure. ac- according to First John chapter 1. So uh, I want to make sure that before God, before I ask God for anything, that if there's anything in my life that's not been pleasing to him, I confess it specifically. Right. Uh, now people say, well, I can't think of anything to confess. Then I tell them, Ask your spouse or ask the person you live with, whoever you're around the most, because they'll be able to share with you your sure. sins if you're not sure. able to see them. Yeah. Uh, or if all else fails, just go with pride, arrogance, every evil that's way. Right. Because that's, that's pretty it. much all of us kind of struggle with those Selfishness ones. and self-centeredness Selfishness. is what I, I every yeah, day every I say, time. God, forgive me for my selfishness yep. and my self-centeredness because I certainly have that problem. When all else fails. That's right. <laughs> you can't think of anything else. <laughs> so so now we've, we've bowed before him. We've worshiped him. We have thanked him. We've praised him. We've confessed to him sin. And for some of my friends, that would take a long time. But <laughs> for us in here, it won't take too long. All right. Actually, that's well, I won't, don't want to incriminate myself. Let's move to the next one. <laughs> okay. The, the very next thing is I think, I think we need to do this every day. Uh, the Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 6, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. Yeah. I think every single day we ought to tell God, I love you. Sure. Um, it amazes me. It amazes me. Um, we were just talking about this a little while ago off the air when, uh, with Heather. Um, that, um, that it's easy when somebody offends me or somebody does something. If somebody hurts me one time, that's, that's, I might go back. Twice, that's, that's, yeah, that's... Then we're done. Yeah, but three times. I mean, it's over. I don't yeah. even need to see your face the rest of my life. Sure. That's not the way it is with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter denied Christ three times and it was not too long after that that Peter meets Jesus on the Sea of Galilee and Jesus says to him Peter I just want to know something do you love me yeah that's an amazing thing why would God care 
mm. if Peter loved him after that. Um, why would God care if a worm like Dave Tice loves him? Why would sure. he? Why would he want to hear me say I love you? But he does. Mm-hmm. He said to Peter, "Tell me you love me." He said to to him three times. Peter couldn't even get out agape. He had used the word phileo, which means I love you like a friend, which I think actually Peter was saying, look, it's not just an unconditional love I have for you that means I'll serve you no matter what. Sure. I want you to know that I have feeling for you. Yeah. Well, God wants us to, God wants us to tell him we love him. God wants us to say, I love you, Lord. And if God wants is wants me, a worm, to say to him, I love you, then I'm going to take advantage of that. I'm going to tell him I love him. And I, I say every morning, I always have these conversations with the Lord explaining to him that I don't understand him, that you are, sure. how can you be God, Jesus, and yet you're the Father and the, and the Son and the Holy Spirit. I don't know. I don't know how, how all of that works together. Mm-hmm. And um I've been studying the Bible most of my life, but I've been every year, every week for the last 42 years. Uh, uh, I just don't, I don't understand the Trinity. I I know that there is one God who reveals himself in three persons. I also know that there are seven spirits before the throne of God that are his one spirit. How does that work? I don't know. I know he's beyond my comprehension and I know that um, so I have these conversations with them. So I just say, Lord, I want you to know, Lord Jesus, I love you, and I want you to know, Father, I love you, and I want you to know, Holy Spirit, I love you. And even when I sing thank you to the Lord, I say thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. And then I say thank you, Heavenly Father, for making me whole, and thank you, Holy Spirit, for bringing to me thy great salvation, so rich yeah, and free. Even good. when we say I love you to the Lord, we're admitting that we're selfish because the Bible says, Jesus said, I'm sorry, John said that we love him because he first loved us. Mm-hmm. So our love is a selfish love, but God wants it anyway. Yeah. And so, um, and, and when we tell him we love him, he pours his love into us. According to Romans, he pours his love into us so that we're able to love more fully. So uh, I think it's really important that we tell the Lord, I love you every yeah. single day. Now, at this point, I have not prayed yet. So right. I, I bow before him. I, I thank him. I praise him. I confess my sin to him. And then I tell him that I love him. And having done that, then, then I'm ready to ask him for something. And I want to make sure that the first thing I ask him for is the ability to serve him right. Mm. So I, I then ask him to fill me with his Holy Spirit. I say, Lord, I just I know I can't be the right kind of husband, the right kind of father, the right kind of a pastor, the right kind of friend. I can't do any of that without you. So I'm asking you to fill me, or the word fill means to be controlled by. Uh, in Ephesians, Paul says, don't be drunk with wine, don't be controlled by wine, mm-hmm. but be filled with or controlled by the Holy Spirit of God. So I say, Lord, I want to ask you to control my tongue control my my body control me fill me and control me that i might be used by you and then specifically i ask him to control my tongue Uh, i say lord help me to praise and thank and glorify and honor and bless and i by that i don't mean just praise and thank and glorify and honor and bless god but i want to praise other people i want to thank other people i want to be glorifying and lifting up other people i want to honor other people and and honor God and I want to bless God and then on the negative side 
I want to say, God, help me not to complain because yeah. I'm, I'm really good at that. And grumble. I mean, I, the older you it's get. so easy. Yeah, the older you get, the more your body hurts. And so mm. it's easy just to complain about your body hurting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 you know, to, to grumble, complain or grumble or backbite. Mm. I mean, you drive away from a situation and you start talking uh, to the person in your car yes. about what just happened. Yes. Help me not to do that. Help me not to judge. <laughs> it's so easy to know that this is a standard people should be living by and how come they're down here and then we can condemn people and then to blaspheme which just means to speak evil mm. help me not to help me to praise and thank and glorify and honor and bless help me not to complain or grumble or backbite or judge or blaspheme i pray that every morning very first thing i pray after i go through these times of preparing my heart for yeah. prayer so at that point now i'm ready to now ask, you're uh, ready to start praying to pray to pray to actually ask. for other things yes yeah well, so, uh, you, you kind of started to ask a little yes, bit towards right. the end there. Yeah, when you're asking for the you, Holy Spirit to control you, that's the that's, first That's thing. the first ask. Yes. Yes. And people wonder why you're such a kind-hearted, jovial soul. I feel like the key the, is right there. You just gave it away a little bit. Well, that, it's because well, he prays every day that God would make him a nice person, essentially, is what he's praying. <laughs> that's exactly right. I tell people but I'm by true. nature a mean, mean, nasty man. But we all are. That's right. And if... So we should wrap this up. Okay, well, I'm so glad that uh, we were able to do this. I hope it's a blessing to you. I'm looking forward to the next uh, session on, on what Jesus taught about prayer. And uh, we will uh, we'll get into that when... Uh, and we're going to talk about prayer lists in that one too, right? Yes, or is that we'll a separate about, one? No, we'll talk about prayer lists. So we're going to talk about what Jesus taught, how Jesus taught us to pray. Yes. Luke 11. He actually, people call Luke chapter 11 the Lord's Prayer. It's actually the Lord's Prayer list, mm. and we'll talk about that. That's good. This is this one is going to be probably your favorite podcast. If this episode wasn't your favorite, the next one will be. So you do not want to miss it because it's Tice Talks where... It's more than a conversation. That's right. All right. We'll hope you join us next time. Visit davidtice.com for more information and resources. You can also catch up on past episodes of this podcast by subscribing on iTunes or SoundCloud. And we look forward to seeing you next time.